Good morning. So we're reading uh, 16th week after Pentecost, which is Ephesians 1, 1 through 9, and Mark 7, 24 through 30. Ephesians 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will. Christianity is about mystery, mystogogy, mystogogy. the mystery of the will of God in Christ, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in his self. To the saints who are in Ephesus, Ephesus is the metropolis of Asia. This was written in 300 and something AD. It was dedicated to Diana, whom they worshiped there, especially as their god, great goddess. Indeed, so great was the superstition of her worshipers that when her temple was burned, they would not so much as divulge the name of the man who burned it. The blessed John the Evangelist, who wrote the Gospel of John, spent the greater part of his time there. He was there when he was banished, and there he died. It was there, too, that Paul left Timothy, as he says in writing to him, as I exhorted you to tarry at Ephesus in 1 Timothy 1.3. He wrote the epistle from Rome, and, as he himself informs us, was in bonds. Yeah, Paul was in the Huskow when he wrote this Uh, letter. That's what an epistle is. It's a letter. He was imprisoned. So yeah, these letters, some of them in the Bible are written by convicts, uh, not super uh, holy in the eyes of the world people. It abounds with sentiments of overwhelming loftiness and grandeur. Observe that he calls saints, men with wives and children and domestics, For that these are the ones who he calls by this name is plain from the end of the epistle, because he talks about the people in Ephesians 5.22.6.1 and 6.5. He calls these saints out by name. Think how great is the indolence that possesses us now. What is indolence? What is he talking about? Laziness. So back in 300 something AD, John Christosom was saying, look at the laziness of Christians today. This is something every generation struggles with. So St. John says, think of how great is the indolence, the laziness that possesses us now. How rare is anything like virtue now? And how great the abundance of virtuous men must have been back then, when even secular men could be called saints and faithful. And what do you lack yet? You are made immortal. He's talking to you. You are made immortal. You are made free. Why are we slaves today? You are made a son or a daughter, a child of the Most High God. You are made righteous in Christ Jesus. You are made a brother. You are made a fellow heir, a joint heir with the God of all creation. 
with his son. You reign with Christ. You are priests and kings today. You are glorified with Christ. Mark 7. And from there, Mark 7, 24. And from there, he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and wanted no one to know about it. But he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. Yes, you can be possessed by demons. And she came and fell at his feet. The woman was Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth. In other words, a Canaanite woman, an idolater, uh, one that promoted sexual immorality in their culture, um, that the Jews wouldn't even travel through their land as they were afraid of the soil would defile them. And she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. Yes, demons can also be cast out of people. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Uh Uh-oh. Talk about cancel culture about to happen. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, for this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. See, Christ didn't even have to be there. He's so powerful, that power that we have from him. He didn't even know need to go do this big old exorcism. He's just like, cast that demon out. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. The faith of the Syrophoenician woman. Christ went out of his borders. He went out of Judea, which freaked everybody out. And the woman also went out of her borders, Canaanite lands. You got to be able to break out of this, this cultural, mental, you know, uh, gender, whatever borders that you have yourself surrounded in that keep you from Christ. And so it became possible for them to fall in with each other. When you hear of a Canaanite woman, what should you call to mind? Those wicked nations who overturned from their foundations, the very laws of nature. What is this new and strange thing? They had heard that he went about the villages healing, but her, when she had come to him, he utterly repels. He was like, no. Yet she was not offended. How many people would be offended if they went to a priest or, or someone they thought was a spiritual uh, person and, and the priest said, go away. I'm not blessing you. You're not, you're not right. You don't belong here. But what would be your response? In this culture where everybody gets so offended, so easy, so many people, that would be the end of their searching. But Christ said, I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, which was true. He was trying to uh, get them to accept him as the Messiah, the anointed one, so the kingdom of God could come. But what did the woman do? Was she silent? Did she stop? Or did she relax her earnestness and just give up? By no means. But she was even more insistent. We got to be insistent with God. We got to plead with God. We got to, not not because of him, because of us, because of our blindness, because of our weakness, because of our inability to even press in and, and to endure. We're like we're like people that want to play in a Super Bowl game, but we, we've never even trained. And we, and we blame God because we can't play in the game. But we refuse to train. We refuse to exercise ourselves in spiritual things on a daily basis. And then we blame God for it. We blame God for our depression, for for our, our rejection of the people around us, for our restlessness, for our hopelessness. But it's not God. He has everything for you. 
It is not so with us, is what he said. We're not that insistent. Rather, when we fail to obtain, we stop, we desist, whereas we ought to make us more urgent. And he no longer calls them sheep, but children and her a dog. Out of his own very words, she frames her plea with the intent that Christ did put her off, but he knew she was going to say this. So he might exhibit her high self-command. This story, this event came out to show what true faith is, despite his disciples that were utterly confused. For if he had not meant to give her a blessing, he wouldn't have given it afterward. But look at her humility. He had called the Jews children, but she was not satisfied with that, even though she even called them masters. And she seized the blessing. Seize the blessing today. Don't give up. Lay hold of Christ. Put aside your offense. Forgive. Love. Pray. Understand that there is a tremendous blessing waiting for you and that we are in a spiritual battle and that Christ can guide and direct us through all of those things. Remember, it was Ephesus where Paul was attacked and and uh, uh, by demonically possessed people, by by the pagans who made money off of their false religions. Um, with light, there's always going to come warfare, uh, but God is greater. We're, we're just, we have to push through today and um, recognize we know nothing, that most of what we reject about Christianity isn't even Christianity. Let us lay a hold of Christ and find the true faith. Have a good day.